Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello again, my friends. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Super glad you are here to spend a bit of your day with me And you will be just as glad because we have an amazing guest on the show today. We have Christine Hassler. And if you have not heard that name, you will have heard of her fiancé, soon-to-be husband, Stephanos Sifandos, who has been on the show twice. You guys loved, loved, loved those episodes. And Stephanos introduced me to his fiance, Christine Hassler. Today in our conversation, we are going to be talking about getting beyond your past, reconnecting with your intuition so you can get out of that cycle of spinning thoughts. It's a really powerful conversation, one I know you're going to want to revisit, make some notes, and incorporate those notes into your life. Before we get started and I share with you a little bit about Christine and a little bit more about our conversation, I want to give you guys a heads up. The Nutrition Fundamentals course is now available. I told you all that the 12 Weeks to Transformation is not about nutrition, it's not about weight loss, but I also know a lot of you want one place you can go to where All of that information about metabolism and hormones, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, all of that stuff, fasting, supplements, is in one spot. And these are all topics we've covered on the podcast, but with nearly 700 episodes, it can be tricky to navigate through those topics when you need them, which is why I created Nutrition Fundamentals. It is a self-guided e-course. It is not a coaching program. You go through it at your own pace. When you purchase it, you have access for one year, which is more than enough time to get through the material. But it talks about metabolism and some of the myths and the facts around metabolism. It talks about the role of hormones in body composition and what we can do to bring them where we want them for optimal health, for energy, for optimal body composition, whatever that means to you, since it is very individual. It goes through the macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and also provides additional resources. So for example, when you're going through the carbohydrate video, it is followed by related episodes and resources. So if you want to dig deeper, that is available. And then there are some additional modules that you'll see are coming soon. About one will be added per week 
uh, additional modules on things like artificial sweeteners, on things like probiotics and omega-3s, but the meat and potatoes is there now. Again, you have access for one year. You can go to the show notes page for today's episode to find the Nutrition Fundamentals course and see if it makes sense for you. You can find the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 647, since this is episode 647, primalpotential.com forward slash 647. Let me tell you a little bit about Christine Hassler, who is our guest on the show today, and then I want to give you my perspective on our conversation before we dive into it. She is a spiritual life coach, and that doesn't even begin to describe the work Christine is doing in the world. She's a best-selling author. She's written three books as of the time I'm recording this. She's a keynote speaker. She is a podcast and television host. If you are not listening to her podcast over it and on with it, definitely check it out. It is real, it is good, and it is full of nuggets that will really help you get out of your own way and step into your potential. One of the first things I wanted to talk about with Christine is this idea of story. Christine is trained in NLP, or Neuro Linguistic Programming, which has a lot to do with the words we use and how we talk to ourselves, and I'm such a big believer in story and the stories we tell ourselves and the thoughts we think. We had a really interesting chat about that, and then she talks about awareness, how awareness really is the first step, but it is only the first step, right? And I love that because within the 12 weeks to transformation, awareness is always our first step, but it is only the first of four. We cannot change just with awareness, but we cannot change without awareness. It really helped me when we talked about this idea of attachment and how sometimes the reason we don't reach our goals is because we are too attached to the outcome to the end point that we are not taking advantage of the moments now where we can really make an impact. But a lot of people struggle with that concept because they fear that if they are less attached to the goal, then they will be less driven, then they will do less. And the way Christine breaks this down in today's episode was really power. She said, high intention, high involvement, low attachment. So when we talk about not attaching so much to the end point, we're not saying don't be involved. We're not saying don't be intentional. We're saying just don't be attached. So there was a really powerful conversation about that. And then definitely hang through to the end because she talks a lot about slowing down your mind and slowing down your thoughts, even when you can't slow down the pace of your life, so that we can discern between thought and intuition. Thought and intuition. It is a wonderful conversation. I know you're going to take away as many nuggets, if not more, as I did, and I'm sure they'll be different than the ones I took away. I'd love to hear your primary takeaways from this episode and head over to the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 647 to find all the ways to connect with Christine, her podcast, her books, her programs, all of that good stuff. She is an absolute force and it was a joy to chat with her. So here is my conversation with author, podcast host, spiritual coach, 
Christine Hassler. Christine, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you. Well, I'm excited to be here, Elizabeth. Thank you. Well, one of the first things that I loved about you, in fact, the way that I came to even know who you were was through your fiance, <laughs> who is soon to be your husband. Just a month, yeah. Wow, gosh, that's crazy. He and I had dinner together for our mastermind that we are in, and the very first thing he started talking about was you and your Aww. podcast and your books. And he was, he was raving and he was like, you need, you need to follow her. You need to know her stuff. She's making such an impact in the world. And uh, so I immediately, of course, had to look you up and start listening to your show. But one of the first things that I was like, we need to talk about this. I love that your show is called Over It and On With It. <laughs> that is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, really, there's just... Man, does our past influence our present and our future so, so much. And I'm committed to really helping people get over the story of their past, get over the wounds, get over just anything that's holding them back so they can really get on with stepping into their full potential, whatever that looks like for them. When I started looking through your website and your Instagram, I think I went first to your blog and I, I scrolled back probably about a year and you had written a blog called, Are You Holding On to an Old Story? Mm. And I also know that you have been trained in neuro-linguistic programming or NLP. I want to talk to you about this idea of story, especially mm -hmm. as it relates to not just what has happened, but the story we create about what has happened and who we think we are because of what has happened. Can you talk to me a little bit about what it even means to hold on to an old story and yeah. how, where I struggle with a lot of my clients, where, where I find them standing behind a barrier they've created is yes. not understanding how simultaneously it happened, it's real, it's true, and also we don't have to stay there. Right. Right. Well, and that's, that's a big question. And that's where I think so many people get frustrated because we can have a lot of awareness. We can have the awareness, especially if we listen to podcasts and we read personal development books that we can rewrite a new story and we can think positively and we're whole and complete and enough. We can get all of that information in our head. However, the subconscious programming, which is responsible for 90 to 95% of our actions and decisions and even thoughts, is usually running the show. Mm. So awareness really only goes into the conscious level. So you're getting like 5% of what drives your behavior. Mm. And then we've got this programming running us. So not only did you get bullied in fourth grade and you made that mean you're unlikable, and now you have a story about being unlikable that that impacts how you show up in social situations. And not only did your dad leave the family when you were eight years old and you, your mom wasn't available and you started comforting, your, comforting yourself with food. So you have a story that people leave you and food is the only thing you can rely on. Mm. So those are the stories we're aware of and we can see how those play out in her life. And then there's the unconscious programming that goes along with that, with that, that has us 
attract experiences and take actions that continue to perpetuate that story, Mm -hmm. even if we don't want them that story anymore. And that's where it can get super frustrating. So, so much of the work that I'm committed to doing is really helping people go back to the time and the age where a lot of these stories got formed Mm -hmm. and let ourselves feel the feelings and get the reassurance and compassion from ourselves that we never got from any adult that was around at the time. Because So I have my master's degree in spiritual psychology, and we define healing as the application of love to the places inside that hurt. And when we go back, yeah, it's good, huh? (laughs) When we go back and apply love to those places inside that hurt, then the story changes almost by default because what happens is the mind doesn't know the difference between well-imagined thought and reality. So what happens is we're going back to a time where in our, like we're pulling out a subconscious file and we're giving ourselves what we didn't get then now. Mm. And that's really how we heal. We can't just do it mentally. We can't just go, well, being bullied made me a stronger person and I wouldn't be I wouldn't have the tenacity and now I know I can have friends. We can't positive self-talk our way out of our wounding. Mm. And that's where a lot of people get stuck in personal transformation. They're doing all the things, they're doing the journaling, they're doing the visualization, they have their vision board, they're doing the meditating, they're writing their daily gratitudes every day. But certain things aren't changing because again, we're back to that subconscious programming that just wants to keep you safe mm. and is is almost terrified to change because it doesn't want to get hurt again. But when we go back and actually heal, and give ourselves again, give ourselves now what we didn't get then, then it's all, it's the programming almost naturally changes because the wound is what's creating the programming in the story in the first place. Did that all make sense? It totally did. And it actually makes me think of something that I read from you that I, that I wasn't going to ask about, but now I want to, because my sense is that some people will fear this work because it almost feels like letting go of that rigid pursuit of change. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I step back, you know, sometimes we have to take a step backwards to take a step forward. If I step back to do this healing, to tell myself that it's okay, that I'm okay, to do whatever that work requires, I'm giving up this change that I was fighting for in the beginning that I was wrestling with to start. And one of the things that I've read from your work is, and this is complex and counterintuitive, but (laughs) but powerful. And I want to have you help us unpack it, that one of the best ways to get what you want is to stop wanting it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's this, there's this mass of people. And in my world, I work primarily with women who are fighting so hard for this thing and the idea that there's something underneath that we have to work on first Mm -hmm. can almost feel like I'm saying this thing doesn't matter, this goal doesn't matter, but it really, really matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So can you talk about this idea of attachment or striving or, yeah. you know, I refer to it as an external goal versus an internal target. Yeah. Well, we all fall into the illusion that something out there is going to make us feel better in here. Mm-hmm. And we really are convinced of it. 
um, I was really convinced that once I had a relationship, I'd be happier. And you know what? The truth is I probably am, but I got to the place of happiness without one Mm -hmm. (laughs) before this relationship came in. Mm -hmm. So I am not here to say that our relationships, achieving heartfelt goals, having amazing experiences in life aren't important and, and they absolutely, absolutely are satisfying and fulfilling, but they're far more easier to attract and actually be successful at when we're not attached to having them. So going back to what you said about the best way to get what we want is not to want it. If I'm sitting around wanting to lose weight, for example, wanting to look different, what I'm focused on is lack. What I'm focused on is what I don't have. However, if I'm focused instead on I want, like, if I focus instead on all the ways I already am healthy, all the things that I do love about myself, and maybe taking a self-loving action is looking at the places inside where I'm still holding hurts, holding wounding, then I'm actually paying attention to, A, what's in my power. Like, when we look inside, we're empowered immediately versus when we want some external goal. And two, it really is the most self-honoring, self-loving choice to look inside and go, all right, what do I really need to give and do for myself right now? Let me stop focusing on something I may want in the future and let me really look inside at the now. What am I grateful for? What do I appreciate and what do I need in this moment? And then we're really paying attention to present, what's what's truly in the now. And it's only when we're in the now that we can hear our intuition. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the now that we can actually attract from a healthy frequency and vibration. Because again, if I'm thinking about something I want in the future, I'm not in the present and I'm reinforcing the vibration that I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And so to me, non-attachment is to trust that the universe, God, whatever word you want to use, knows your order. I, I compare it to when I go out to dinner. I look at the menu, I decide, I tell the server what I would like, he or she takes my order. I don't follow that person into the kitchen to make sure they got it. I don't (laughs) sit there obsessing about when it's going to come. I've placed my order, I let it go, and then I'm present in the conversation with the people that I'm having dinner with. And then, oh, the order comes. I don't know when it's going to come, five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, but I've let it go. And that's how I look at our desires is you place the order to the universe. If you really are longing for something right now, trust me, the universe knows, like got it. Let it be a desire. Let it be a longing, but take the wanting, take the, my life would be better if, take the suffering that comes along with not having out of the equation. Be happy in the now. I don't like saying be happy. Let me edit myself on that because I don't think happy is a sustainable state. Be accepting Mm. of what is in the now, of all the emotions that come in the now, including happiness, and then be pleasantly surprised when whatever you want shows up. And you may be thinking, all right, well, what if I'm trying to achieve something? What if I have a business goal? Well, you keep taking the steps forward, enjoying the hell out of the process along the way, so much so that you enjoy every step of the process even more than you enjoy the result. So it's taking each step with in- high intention but low low attachment, high involvement but 
low attachment. And that's a very feminine way of doing things as well. Men see a target and go for it. Women, we're more discerning through our intuition. We more go with the flow. That doesn't mean we're loosey-goosey and can't get things done. Mm -hmm. But we're more malleable. We're more flexible. We are more adaptable creatures. And so when we're moving towards our goal, there may be something that comes along that we're like, ooh, wait a second. Need to change course. We're actually better at recognizing when we need to change course than men are. It's our strong suit. But because we've been conditioned to believe that set a goal and achieve it and that's the only way you're successful, <laughs> right? we don't give ourselves enough credit for when we're like, oh, wait, no, this isn't what I, the way I want to go or I need to slow this down or wait, I'm sleeping four hours a night. This isn't good. Yeah. And that's really the gift of a woman's intuition is to be able to pace ourselves. I have referred to this as periods of push and periods of patience mm. because I went way too long in apathy and then I went way too long in push. Mm -hmm. And then I was so fearful, even if I wasn't consciously aware of it, of going back to apathy that I wouldn't let myself take my foot off the gas mm -hmm. with anything because I felt like that was slacking or I could do better or I should do better. But in everything, relationships, health, finance, business, everything. There is a time to push and there is a time for patience. And the way that you describe it, high intention, high involvement, low attachment, I think is such a succinct and perfect way to assuage any nervousness from people who are like, mm -hmm. but, but goals and lists, yeah. and, yeah. you know, targets yeah. and objectives, because yeah, that I can be scary. I heard that from, I think I heard that from Michael Neal, either Michael Neal or Steve Chandler, like one of the kind of OG coaches in the world. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like I want to be involved and I want to have intention. I don't want to be apathetic or resigned, yeah. but I, I can't be attached in the sense of like thinking that my worthiness, my emotional state is dependent on the result. I am thinking about my my home renovation um, experience that I'm going through right now. Mm. And acceptance has been something that has been very important to me, but also a real need to move the thing forward. So thank you personally, because this gives it so much more clarity where the intention is clear and important and in the forefront, as is my involvement. I'm not sitting <laughs> back and letting things go, but also not attaching. Where I see a lot of my clients struggling is giving away their precious energy and their precious time to either the past, this is where I've come from, this is what went wrong, this is where I'm frustrated or disappointed in things that I have done or haven't done, and also the future, I need it to be this way. I want it to be this way. Everything will be better when it's this way. And to your point, there's very little presence. Mm-hmm. Very little. And then very little intuition, right? Because without, yeah. without presence, we can't have intuition. That's a great point. Because I've, I see almost as like an epidemic, a lack of presence. So many people are either fully engaged in their past or totally attached to their future. But I had never really thought about the fact that we lose this power of intuition. We also lose power of choice and change when we're not present. But can you tell me a little bit more about that losing the, losing the power of intuition when we are not really building the skill of and this practice of being present? <laughs> 
Yeah. So intuition is something, and I'm sure most women can relate to this. It's something that really comes in the quiet moments. Those times when you're in the shower or you're taking a walk or you're drifting off to sleep or it's little nudges and you can miss them. You can miss them. They're whispers. I mean, sometimes an intuition can be a shout when our soul really needs to get our attention because we're not listening to the whispers. <laughs> um, but a lot, most of the time, it it it's more quiet, and it's very hard to. You will question whether something's intuition or not if your mind is super racy and busy, because oh, yeah. when your mind is super racy and racy and busy, and thinking, 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 thinking all the time, it's hard to discern between thought and intuition. You'll be like, well, did I just think that or is it my intuition? But if you actually are in the present moment and can quiet the mind, I know it's a hard thing to do. I have a busy mind, but can it quiet the mind and just be in the now? And when you notice your, your mind running off to the future, just bring it back in expectation hangover. My last book, I call it the horseback rider technique, you know, knowing your mind is the galloping horse and you are the rider. Mm -hmm. So that horse can feel out of control sometimes, but we forget we hold the reins mm -hmm. and we can go, whoa, or we can redirect it or we can stop it completely. Mm -hmm. And so becoming an observer of the mind and noticing when it's future tripping or past tacking going, you know what, mind, thank you so much. Let's take a breath and let's listen to the birds. Mm -hmm. Let's just enjoy what we're listening to right now or enjoy this person in front of us or what, what, wherever you are. One trick that a hypnotherapist once told me is notice five things you see, mm. five things you hear, and five things that you feel in that moment. And that really brings you into the present moment. If that is five is hard, you can do three. But techniques like that of calling yourself back, then, then intuition is like, oh, she's listening. Mm. Oh, she's making time for us. And then we can really receive the answers because one of a female's superpowers is receiving. Think of basic anatomy. We are receivers. True. And <laughs> we try to do, 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 do too much and figure out. Whenever I hear a woman say, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, mm, you've forgotten your superpower. You don't really need to figure this out. You just need to get quiet and listen for the answer. Men figure things out. <laughs> Women download the answer. It's just how it works. And but because women have adapted to live in living in a masculine paradigm, and this isn't an anti-men thing. I love men, but we've lived in a masculine paradigm world, not necessarily the healthy masculine, but masculine. Mm -hmm. And so we've adapted and we think we need to think, 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 and figure things out and achieve mm -hmm. in order to be worthy and successful. When you said discerning between thought and intuition, I am thinking about so many of my clients who are like, well, I start to think about this, but then, but then I start thinking about this. Like I could do it this way, but I mean, I also need to think about this. And I'm worried that if I take it this way, then it'll backfire like this. And they are in that cycle that you describe of just overthinking. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I would imagine that there are a number of people listening, if not the majority of people thinking or listening who are, who are thinking to themselves, 
I mean, I'd love to slow down my mind. That sounds amazing. But you don't understand, Christine. You don't understand, Elizabeth. I have six kids and I'm working two jobs and there is no time to slow down. What would you say? I'm sure you've heard similar things from clients. How do you help the busiest of people with the busiest of minds to work this in? Because I feel, and I'm sure this has been your experience, you don't have to carve out an hour of your day to sit like a monk. You can incorporate it into things you're already doing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, first for the busy people, I hear you. Like I really get that. And I know with six kids, it's really hard to be present, but it's even more important because you will have moments where you feel like you're going crazy if you're not. So this isn't some like, all right, we want you to be more spiritual and being present. It's, It's feminine and tapping into your intuition is good. This is actually for your health and well-being, being able to even as you're loading them in the car and you sit down before you start the engine, putting your hands on the wheel, closing your eyes and taking a breath, Hmm. going to the bathroom and taking an extra minute on the toilet (laughs) and just breathing. You can find these little ways or even when you're with your kids, being present, not being on your phone, not thinking of the next thing, really enjoying them. You know, my sister has three kids. We took care of them for four days. And I understand, you know, when you're making the lunches, you're thinking about what time you need to leave for swim practice. When you're driving to swim practice, you're thinking about who's going to be hungry. Do you have a diaper for the two-year-old in case he poops himself? Like, I understand. (laughs) I could go on and on. I get it from just from my little window and growing, you know, having three nephews. And I also see a lot of moms and busy people get more frazzled and more frazzled and it manifests more health problems and more health problems because it becomes a habit. And there's a misunderstanding that if I'm not thinking about everything, then I'm out of control. And if I'm out of control, then the house is out of control. And I'm the thing that holds all this together. I think that's where moms get really tripped up is they believe that if they're not all buttoned up and not thinking about every possible thing, everything falls apart. And there may be some truth to that. I know that moms are usually the centerpiece of the family and have a gazillion things on their plate. And that just gets worse over time in terms of controlling behavior. So that's why I think it's so important to carve out those little moments in time where you just pause, take a breath or six, like if you can squeeze in six breaths, that's really, really good. And also catch yourself when you're in that controlling future tripping behavior and just say, stop in this moment. I'm going to enjoy watching my kid play soccer right now. Mm. It's all going to get done. It's all going to be okay. And the other thing that I would say is ask for help, whatever that looks like for you. I think when we feel like we have to do life on our own, it's even harder to be in the present moment because life just feels so overwhelming. And the other thing I was thinking about, and especially thinking about moms, I'm in my second trimester right now with my first. Oh, congratulations. So, yeah, so life feels all sorts of uh, thoughts going through my mind at all sorts of hours of the day these days um, with renovation and all that as well. <sighs> But let's not overlook how much time you save when you are more connected to your intuition. 
because mm. we waste so much time and so much energy in that spinning place that is a lack of presence and a lack of awareness and a lack of, of being able to hear and discern our intuition. Right. We right. become more effective, more efficient, more powerful, and more peaceful. Absolutely. Win, 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 win. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you get more sleep. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, think about how much sleep is lost to the thinking, thinking, thinking. Absolutely. Yep. How how late do you lay in bed at night thinking, thinking, thinking? Yeah. It's it and it's a habit. So it takes mm. consciously and with high intention, high involvement, low attachment to create a new habit. And as someone, I don't have six kids. I don't even have one yet. However, I do have a busy mind. I'm addicted to thinking. And that's how I thought I was safe in the world. It's just through thinking and figuring things out and control and all those kinds of things. One thing that, you know, was always reinforced as I was growing up was my intelligence. Didn't fit in socially, was a super late bloomer, like didn't have a lot of the other things. So I, I really clung to the one thing that was reinforced and validated which was you're smart, you're going to be successful. So I became very addicted to thinking and pursuing and mapping out my future because my present wasn't super fun. So that's the other thing about future tripping is that for a lot of people, especially people that have had any kind of trauma and trauma doesn't mean you were abused. That definitely is trauma, but trauma can mean your mom was just a little critical or you got teased by girls in school. I mean, tr trauma to a child doesn't have to be massive to be traumatic. It's just any time where your sense of safety is threatened and your sense of identity is questioned. And so if you've had that in your past, which who hasn't, the present is not a safe place. Yeah. So that's a, the other reason that we future trip a lot is because you know what? way easier to be in my head in the future than actually in my body. And I think that's at the core of a lot of people's struggles with weight is I don't want to be in this body. Yeah. And so it's really hard to release weight when we're not even embodied. And then the weight becomes a protective device. It's like, it's not safe here. Think of it as like, if you live in a bad neighborhood, you're going to put bars on your window and you're going to put a fence outside your house and maybe another fence around that. Mm -hmm. That's what weight is. It's, it's the fence and the second fence and the bars because at some point you decided, hey, not safe in here. So let me put on this armor to protect myself. And so that's another reason why being in the present can be scary because if I'm in the present, then I may feel mm -hmm. the things that I have avoided feeling for decades. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that's, that's, a, real, that's a real barrier for a lot of people, but not one that's insurmountable. Nothing's insurmountable. Yeah. With regards to intuition, I wanted to touch on something um, that you recently posted about on Instagram related mm -hmm. to intuition. And I think most of us, when we think about intuition, we think about, you know, trusting ourselves and our decision making. But there's another piece of it that you brought up with regards to physical health mm -hmm. and struggles that you were having with your physical health and what that taught you or reminded you about your intuition. And I, I love that you are speaking up about this as I too, after dramatically transforming my health, I had a feeling something still wasn't right. Something mm. still wasn't where it needed to be. And that felt, it quite frankly, for me felt scary to admit. Yeah. Um, it felt like a loss of control. 
Yeah. And it felt especially scary to say it publicly as somebody in the health field, like, I don't know what's up. And I, it took me down a really interesting path with the microbiome beyond gut health. But talk to me a little bit about um, what that experience has been for you and mm-hmm. what it has taught you and what you want to use it to help others see. Well, so yeah, so I recently posted and I've always been someone that's been very identified with my health. You know, I've always worked out. I've always eaten healthy, would have a cold every year and a half or so. No super big concerns. Um, was put on thyroid medication at 30, but I'm like, who isn't on thyroid medicine? Whatever, it's fine. And uh, well, what woman isn't on thyroid medicine? So I, about two years ago, a little more than that, I just started having weird health symptom after weird health symptom and went to so many doctors and, you know, I was diagnosed with SIBO. So I treated SIBO and then they changed my thyroid medicines. And then this past year, I just started putting on weight and feeling really tired and got sick four times. I'm like, what is going on with my immune system? And um, just having hormonal stuff and went to doctor after doctor. Some told me, oh, it's just thyroid. Some told me, oh, you're perimenopausal. I'm like, I'm not old enough to be perimenopausal. I don't, don't tell me these things. I left so many offices crying mm-hmm. because of what I was told. And or premenopausal, not perimenopausal. Sorry, and um, I, I got to the point where I was having massive anxiety, and uh, my heart was racing, and I, it was keeping me up at night. And I it went to the doctor again. He's like, "You just need to meditate." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> if one more person tells me that I'm creating this, I'm going to punch them in the face because I know after you know, so many years in this business and having my first coach 20 years ago and my first shrink at 11, I, I know when something is emotionally driven. Like I know when my body is talking to me, like when my subconscious mind is talking to me through my body. And I knew that there was something purely physical going on. Cause I felt like I was being invaded and taken over and possessed. <laughs> like mm. I felt like my body was not my own anymore. Yeah. And so finally through my own research, I got into the medical mediums work and started learning how viruses, particularly Epstein-Barr and various forms of strep and other things can cause all kinds of things from autoimmune type things like Hashimoto's chronic fatigue, which thankfully I don't have, to more things like thyroid things and all my stuff from the weight to the hormones to the stomach stuff to the rapid heart rate and everything was all Epstein-Barr attacking my liver, my nervous system and my thyroid. It likes to hide. It likes to hide in massive organs and glands and can even go after nervous system. So I finally went to my doctor and I said, can you please just test me for Epstein-Barr? She's like, I don't think you have it. I think you just have low iron. Like, oh my gosh, please just test me for it. I'm about to stick the needle in my own arm. (laughs) And the test results come back and it was off the charts. And my, a big lesson for me in this has been two things. Number one, not giving power away to doctors and medical professionals. No one knows my body better than me. And no one knows your body better than you. So if you feel like something's off and you've done the emotional work and you've done the spiritual work and you just know something is off, 
trust that. Not from the place of being a hypochondriac, not from the place of panic, but from the place of being a mother to yourself. Mm. If something was wrong with your child and doctors kept saying, no, nothing's wrong, mother's intuition would say, no, there's something and I'm going to, I will not rest until I give my child some relief. And we, uh, I see it all the time. Mothers don't give their power away a lot of times with their children, but they will with themselves. Mm. And so I think when it comes to our health, yes, there are so many amazing medical professionals and healers out there that know a lot, but there's also ones that maybe aren't up to date on everything current. I went to one endocrinologist who told me Epstein-Barr couldn't possibly affect my thyroid. I walked out of his office. I was just mm. like, can you please read the latest research? So, and again, this is not to throw anyone under the bus, but it's more about following your own intuition, finding the true healers and helpers. And then also, and this is where it can be a slippery slope of personal development. And this is where Anthony Williams, the medical medium has been so helpful to me, not falling into the self-blame, like not going into what did I do wrong to attract this illness? Mm. How did I manifest this? You know, what do I need to change inside of me? So Mm -hmm. this go bad now. I think taking personal responsibility, you know, a big lesson for me in terms of, all right, what's sort of the medical reason, physical reason I have this virus? Well, I started giving my power away to doctors when I was 11 years old and they put me on antidepressants and told me you'll need these for the rest of your life. So in that moment, I gave my power away. I gave my power away when I was molested. Like I've, there's been so many times where I've left my body and let somebody else tell me what to do with it. That makes a perfect breeding ground for a virus because it's basically something taking over. So I see where my own work is, but I'm not going into this is my fault. I attracted it. I manifested it because I think that that disempowers us. And when it comes to wellness, we have to be empowered and we have to know that we deserve to heal and we didn't do anything wrong. I think that people that have physical symptoms or illness, especially autoimmune type things where you just, you, you don't have anything life-threatening, but you just don't feel well, can go into so much blame and shame. And that's just, that just adds misery on top of physical suffering. Yeah. Shame keeps us small. Totally. Way too small. And then we don't have the power. We're not harnessing the power to be our own advocate. Right. That's right. That's right. When we really need it, we really need it. And, and again, listen to that intuition, even with, you know, healing, it's going, all right, like what does my body really needs? I've been told to take these eight supplements. Let me tune in. Let me tune in and see if it's, these are all right for me. Mm -hmm. Let me ask my body. Yeah. And so I think it's a combination of finding healers and medical professionals we trust and really listening to our body and intuition. That is so powerful because if we aren't listening to ourselves and so, and this is such an easy day and age in which to not listen to ourselves because there's so many other voices and most of them are free and we can, and we'll also pay for more voices. But I am all about learning and improving and, and connecting with people like you and your wisdom, but not at the expense of my own voice. I, I tell my clients all the time, your body will give you the answers. You do not need somebody else to tell you what works for your body because your body is already speaking loud and clear. Totally. Absolutely. And again, if you're not in the present moment, you're going to miss what your body's saying to you too. 100%. 100%. 
Guys, if you are listening, absolutely check out Christine's work. I will link to everything in the show notes, especially her most recent book, Expectation Hangover. The subtitle is going to convince all of you to go put it in your Amazon carts right now. Free yourself from your past, change your present, and get what you really want. Hello, who does not need this book right now? Buy two, give one to a friend for the holidays. Why not, right? Any final thoughts for our audience or or how they can connect with you if they want to learn more about your programs, your services, your books, your events? Oh, sure. So um, my podcast over it and on with it, which Elizabeth will be on every Saturday, I have another expert like you. And every Wednesday, I air a life coaching session. So it's an unedited, unproduced, unscripted, totally raw life coaching counseling session with someone. And so it's a beautiful way to listen in to how to do the work. So definitely check that out. And then just Christine Hassler, sign up for my emails. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Stefanos in there teaching a workshop in Europe. And then we're also launching a program for women, single women who want to call on their king and have epic love. Um, That's going to be a three-month program that takes people through the holidays because we know that's a lonely time for people that are calling in love. Uh, So make sure to sign up at christinehassler.com to get the news about all that. I There is no hyperbole in this statement. The two of you are going to change the world. Oh, thank like I you. Am, I am sure of that. And I am excited to, to witness it um, and to support you guys. Your work is amazing. His work is, to ma- is amazing. I am thrilled that you guys are going to be doing more things together. It is just going to be amazing. So uh, everybody listening, make sure to connect with Christine. Thank you so much for being here. This was really amazing. Yes. And I just, you said if there was anything else I wanted to say, and I'll just Please. say this, because thank you for that. First of all, it brought tears to my eyes. And I I got divorced um, my early thirties and I waited nine years for Stephanos. And believe me, that was a massive practice in high involvement, high intention and low attachment because I really longed for love and partnership. So I just want to say whatever it is you're longing for, I believe our longings are our psychic knowing of what's to come. Unfortunately, we just can't control time in this dimension, but just know that whatever you desire not not from a place of lack, not from a place of thinking it's going to be the magic pill, but your heart's longing, because as a woman, we really just know our heart's longing. It's coming. It's coming. You just got to let go of your attachment to when and how. Oh, that is such a perfect note on which to end. Everybody is going to be going back through and taking notes on this. I know I did, and I'll, I'll put them all in the show notes, but thank you so much. You are just such a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. 